Hey, ¿qué pasa, Calexico? Welcome back to the podcast. Like always, before we begin, I want to thank a couple of people. Um, first of all, I want to thank my friends here at Calexico Brewing Company. Um, thank you, Robert, for showing up a little bit early today. I kind of messed up on the times, but um, thank you so much for, for coming in early. I uh, also want to thank my uh, sponsor, uh, anchor sponsors, my friends Camilo, Jake, Edward Velasquez. Thank you guys for sponsoring the podcast. I also want to thank John Cabrera from Mercorp, Eddie Lopez from Roots Creative, uh, Ms. Norma Sierra Galindo. I want to thank Sergio's Tacos and Hot Dogs, serving the Imperial San Diego and Yuma counties with over eight years of experience with Mexicali-style ta tacos and taquizas. Make sure you contact Sergio at 760-562-0057 for your next event. Finally, I want to thank David Castellum. If you're thinking of buying or selling a home in the Imperial or San Diego counties, make sure you contact David. He's not only a realtor, but an investor with over 20 years of experience, and he'll teach you along the way in one of the most important investments of your life. All right, so thank you guys for sponsoring the podcast. Um, today's guest, uh, somebody that I first uh, got to know because she ran for city council um, in Calipat, but now um, I started uh, following this project she's she's working on. My um, guest today is Jacqueline Rydell. Is it yes, Rydell? Jacqueline Rydell. <laughs> or Jackie. Jackie, I prefer Jackie, yes. When you call me Jacqueline, I feel punished. I feel like my mom's about to... Dame una chanclazo o algo, you know? So, <laughs> Jackie it is, please. Alrighty. So, Jackie, thank you for driving down to Calexico um, and winning a little bit in your car for me. And for oh, no problem. <laughs> no, thank you for having me. I do like visiting the South End. Um, a lot of uh, the people that come into our programs, participate in our programs, are from Calexico. Actually, my vice president's from Calexico. Um, so, I don't mind the drive at all. It's scenic. I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we get into... Um, Best step forward. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I know uh, you're really involved in your community. All and right. Yes. Um, all right. You got, you got, you got time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so, yes, I'm Calipatria, pretty much born and raised in Calipat and Nyland. Um, the youngest of four, the best looking one for sure. You hear that, guys? <laughs> uh, my parents are immigrants um, that came out here from Guadalajara, Mexicali, field workers, um, hardworking people that taught us really good morals and how to be hardworking humans and earn what we need in life and want in life. Um, pretty much uh, became a volunteer firefighter at the age of 17 in Calipatria. Mm -hmm. um, super young, how's up, B? Um, from there, it turned into an actual job, a career. And when I was 19, got hired as a firefighter in Calipatria um, at a part-time status. And went to school here at IVC, became a paramedic. And I basically served Imperial County as a paramedic and a firefighter for 10 years, wow. uh, serving all over Imperial County. So I hit all corners of the county. Um, definitely seeing the needs of our underserved community. Um from seeing tragic situations to bringing life into this world, I'd like to say I'm very blessed um, that I learned a lot from what I've experienced. Um, from there, I went to San Diego for five years. I was a site supervisor at the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Oh, wow. um, not working with animals. Those were the <coughs> cool ones, though. I wish I did. Um, but I did experience some pretty amazing opportunities there because I got to know some really cool people that were head of the mammal department, head of the bird department. So they take me to see some really neat things like I was in the gorilla bedrooms. I was in the tiger bedrooms. I petted a cheetah. Like I had some really beautiful moments while I worked there and I met amazing people and my job there wasn't exactly like what it was on the ambulance. Um, I dealt with workers' compensation, saving money on claims, 
um, basically dealing with injuries in-house um, and just serving the guests that would visit too and would get hurt and get splinters. I became a professional mm-hmm. bee stinger removal there. <laughs> um, so, yes, I had a lot of fun there. Um, San Diego is definitely a beautiful place, no doubt. Um, Expensive. But yeah, it's expensive. I mean, you're paying for the amenities, right? That's what I like to say. It's like uh, living in a condo that has a, a gym included inside with a <laughs> in nice, a warm indoor pool, yeah. right? Um, that's basically what you get out of San Diego. You're going to pay for what you, you know, what you want your surroundings to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoyed my time there and I met amazing people, but um, I missed my roots. <laughs> I missed my home. I missed... Um, knowing your neighbors, you know, San Diego, it's fast paced. Um, and you do keep to see people passing by, but you really don't keep to know who you live next door Mm. to because everybody's just moving and a grooving. Um, so I went, I came back home and it was a choice and I came back home. Um, at that point I was already a mommy Uh, my son, he was already four or five. And then my daughter was born, my daughter Zoe. Um, so we came home and establish our roots back here in Calipatria. Everyone asked me, are you guys ever going to leave Calipat? I said, no, I have no intentions of living in Calipat. I'm one of the few peoples that say that, you know what, um, there is something absolutely beautiful about small town living. Um, and I am lucky and blessed to say that I grew up in Calipat in a ranch town, a ranch home. My grandparents were ranchers. And there was something very amazing about that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And you won't quite really understand it unless unless you live it. And it's nice to know exactly what you get out of your four, your four stop. You have one four way stop here, you know, (laughs) and you know your entire surrounding. It's comforting. It's like a comfort blanket. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I came home and it was the best decision of my life um, coming home. Um, The only difficulty besides coming home was the coming to terms with my future. Um, when I came home, I started noticing my eldest son, Killian, he's 12 now. Um, he was showing just differences. And when I mean differences, it's just, he wasn't hitting milestones. He wasn't talking like he should. He didn't play like kids his age should play. He withdrew a lot. Like he wasn't the kid that, you know, chased the crowd. He was the kid away from the crowd. Mm. Um, and I also noticed his strengths that were peculiar in a sense where I can't really, um, it wasn't normal. Like he, he knew things that kids his age shouldn't know, if that makes any sense, whether he could recite the ABCs at a sequence or his numbers, he could, uh, he could recite them without having he identify uh, shapes that are not normal shapes to identify at his age. So even though he wasn't hitting these milestones, I was noticing there was actually some some strengths that were kind of unique. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, I started realizing he started school, and um, he was he was having a rough time, a rough time. I knew there was something up. I didn't know what it was, but you know I just supported him. I supported him in the best that I could, and I just started realizing the more difficulties that he had, the less available I was for me to focus on my career. Um, So at that point, he was in kinder, and I knew that I was going to have to step away from something that I adored. I loved my job. 
I was good at it. I know that sounds narcissistic. Huh? <laughs> it does, but I was good at it. You know, you talk to some of these now old heads. That's right. I'm calling you all out, old heads. <laughs> all of my old heads for my my you know fire service days and my gold cross days. You know, gold cross don't exist anymore, right? It's AMR now. Um, you you talk to the, them, and if the ask them, you worked with Jack, you know Estrada. Then you know that was my maiden. Um, they tell you like she was a t- she's a tough one. She didn't mess around. She made things happen. As a mover, I was a groover. I had good respect in in the fire service community and the the EMS community. I earned my name. You know, being a female in that world is not easy, especially during those times. It wasn't exactly as they used to say it, having a dame in the in the in the fire service EMS world. Right, is a very uh, different thing to see a, a girl driving a big fire truck. And I, I parallel park the heck out of those things better than wow. I can a small impact car. And let me tell you. That's why you drive a big oh, truck. That's why I drive a big truck. Isn't a, she a pretty, guys? One. She's pretty. <laughs> a big red one. Let me tell you, I waited 38 years of my life to have that pretty little red beauty out there. I'm very proud of it. Can you see the love in my twinkle yeah, yeah. in my eye when I looked at her? Yeah. yeah. She's got my heart. Let me tell you. She's got my heart. Um, so, yes, um, I love my job. I did. I loved it. Um, I was great at it. I had, I'm a very ambitious personality and I, I set challenges and I, I set them high. I truly believe that our, our biggest disability is our own insecurity, right? Mm-hmm. So I refuse to allow myself to debilitate myself because of insecurities. It's, it, you don't know what you can do unless you just do it, right? So when I started my, my career, I, I had the intentions of being one of the first female chiefs in the fire service here in Imperial County, I had big, big high hopes. Mm-hmm. Um, but Killian definitely made a change in that. Mm-hmm. And even though it was difficult to accept because it, there is an acceptance of it, you know, you're talking about a woman that used to jump into canals to drag people out of vehicles that are upside down, you know, or get called at the middle of the night to walk into a stranger's home and not knowing what's in there. Mm. You know, you just walk in. You don't think you just, re- you have to respond. You do. Um, to now, well, Jackie, you're going to hang up that towel and you're going to stay home. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to stay home now. And talk about the stigmas that come with, oh, you're a stay at home. <laughs> I mean, I say it with that negative tone because basically that's what's been created out of that, that, title your homemaker mm-hmm. your stay your stay at home and it was a very huge hit to my my pride and my ego um i stepped down i had to quit i had to stop doing what i did it and i i let my paramedic license lapse and that is so hard because it's not an easy thing to obtain oh mm-hmm. my goodness it was one of the most difficult academic challenges of my life um not everybody makes it there's 15, it started off with 15, 13 of us, you know, completed the program and I was the only female in the program. Right. You know, that's, and then I had to let it go because my kids came first. Mm-hmm. Um, at the moment, I didn't think it was the, the most fair choice. But of course, I was a woman that was grieving all her hard work and all yada, 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 all that stuff that comes with it. Um, but it ended up being uh, one of the best things that has ever happened to me. Um, I poured my heart and my soul into advocating for my kid. 
And I say it like that because I, I want everybody that's listening that has lived my journey or is about to embark in this journey um, to understand that we're not stay-at-homes. Mm-hmm. We're advocates. This wasn't a choice. This was something that a sacrifice that needed to be done for the betterment of our children. Yeah. And I did that. I had to do that. So that's what I did. I poured my heart and soul into advocating for my child's needs and wants. Um, my child formally got diagnosed a little later in his age. He was seven. He started off at six. We diagnosed him with ADHD. And um, they didn't want to call it autism yet. They wanted to see, oh, let's see how he's, he unravels socially and all those little annoying little terms that they use to try to, like, make the blow not so hard. <laughs> but, you know. Every parent knows. I mean, you grew this human in your body. Mm-hmm. You birthed it, and it wasn't fun. Let me tell you that. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> Whether it's a natural birth, C-section, doesn't matter. It all hurts. Yeah. It all hurts. I mean, it's an emotional roller coaster ride hormonally and physically, and it's a out-of-this-universe experience. So you know what you've created. You know what you've spent 24-7 with. You know when something's just not right. And a lot of us parents, we know. We just at time don't know what to call it mm. so they diagnosed him with adhd which later you know after i said no you guys are wrong like i know what this is this is definitely autism it doesn't help out that i've got the medical background you know where it's like i i, I my job is to identify symptoms and treat it right mm. so we don't diagnose paramedics don't diagnose <laughs> cms does not diagnose we identify you know what it could be and we treat it so i um i told them this is autism and I went and got a second, a second opinion, and he got diagnosed with a uh, level two uh, autism, with speech developmental delays and uh, also intellectual disabilities. He had a, quite a few things under his belt um, that were, we knew were going to be challenges. Um, I don't care who anybody is; nobody's ever mentally prepared for having to hear that your child is going to be challenged trying to fit into a normal what normal mm-hmm. society is yeah. it is what we often um say is it's like a grieving process and it is mm-hmm. um you have this I, are you a dad yeah you're a dad right so you get the good news of your lady saying hey guess what we're knocked up mm. you know and you feel awesome because you're like See, say so, <laughs> right? Um, and you get that you 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 go to your doctor's appointment and you see that little bean inside of that little weird little picture, you know, the little yeah, alien growing. It's all growing. This little this little parasite growing inside of you that just you know you're feeding it and you're nourishing it and you're you hear the heartbeat and man, isn't that an amazing feeling? Mm-hmm. That hearing that sound for the first time yeah. because it's they talk about feeling like oh my gosh, high stress. Wait until you hear those those heartbeats and every ultrasound the same thing or when they hit the Doppler on there and you're like just hear the heartbeat and you hear it and you naturally it immediately instantaneously you fall in love mm-hmm. right so then your mind starts thinking about the future and you're like oh if it's a little girl she's gonna she's gonna be the most beautiful thing on the planet and she's gonna be the next female president of the United States of America. Because you set those standards high for your own kids, right? <laughs> yeah. Because uh, you want them to be better than you could ever be. Exactly. Right? 
um, if I have a son, he's going to be the tallest, strongest man in the universe, and he's going to create amazing, you know, innovative things for the future. Yeah. Right? I, don't know about, I don't know about tall, but uh, <laughs> we even no. as shorties, even as shorties, have this no, hope I, that our kids will be these giants among giants. Fortunately, right? my son. My 12-year-old son is tall. He's taller than me now. So. Yeah, well, you know what? My son, he's 12, and he's almost my size. Um, and my daughter, Penny, she's going to be a shorty. She's a little, little itty-bitty little thing. So you hear the heartbeat, and your heart feels great, and you feel like this is it. Your life has changed forever, and you have these expectations of, of what you think um, will be. And then your kid's born. And then, yeah, you have, you know, you got your traviesos. You got your, your kids that are good. My Zoe, she's my, I'm all, thank God I got one. <laughs> she's, she's a good one. She's a good seed that rarely gives me any issues. Um, and then uh, you get diagnosed. And your whole world falls apart. Let me tell you, we break. Yeah. We break. Every parent breaks. Mm-hmm. We do. And it's tough. And even I get emotional just thinking about those days. Yeah. You know? And it's crazy because um, my wife, she recently, two of her coworkers, you know, had kids that recently got diagnosed. Mm-hmm. And then we have, we have, I have nephews, two nephews um, that one of them lives really close to me. So, like, I spend a lot of time with him. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, like, you, even though he's not my son, but, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, you see the struggles and, and especially with my sister-in-law and my sister and now knowing that, you know, they were, um, my wife's coworkers were disappointed when they got the news, but we were like, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's nothing just, you know. It's just an adjustment. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's how I, I have to express right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an adjustment. It's not the end of the world. It's an adjustment. Mm-hmm. Adjustment to change. That's life, right? Um, even with ourselves, like, oh, you know, right out of high school, how jerky are we? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We think we know everything. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're so rude. I look back at those days. I'm like, I'm such an arrogant jerk. <laughs> <laughs> and I look at my daughter, Zoe, my middle child, and I'm like, oh, my God, you're everything I was. This is going <laughs> to totally suck yeah. going through teenage years with you. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you, 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 you break. Mm-hmm. You break. And um, it's a very dark place to be in. It feels like nobody could relate to you. You feel like nobody will understand you. And sometimes you even feel like you can't even go to your own family for help Mm -hmm. because they can't understand you. If they don't live it, they can't understand it. And let's face it, when you're uh, raised in a traditional Hispanic home, (laughs) right? No más son huevones. Yeah. Es que no no los pegan. No, no. You don't discipline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, there's always an excuse. No solution. The solution is we're not not tough enough. Tough enough. We're not tough yeah. enough on our kids. Now, my parents were tough on me. And I think it, they raised me to be a pretty strong, independent human. It wasn't a bad thing. I, I often say it's like, you know what? If you were raised in a Hispanic tradition home, yeah, they had some wacky idealisms. <laughs> <laughs> they did. You know, they did. But there's a lot of good that came in that. And take the good out of it and use that. And whatever might have been a little negative, let's kind of like fine tune it a bit and mm-hmm. turn it into something more positive. Um, at least that's what I'm trying to do with my kids. They're okay right now, but I don't know how they'll be <laughs> in a couple of years down yeah. the road. Pobrecito, estoy bien loca. So I'm sure they'll be fine though. Um, but yeah, it, it's 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 tough. You you feel like you can't even 
you know, identify with your own family, your own blood. And I withdrew and I stepped back and you isolate. Mm-hmm. It's very, very common. We isolate from the world. We hide away in our homes, in our little caves, and we just disappear. Um, Killian was the most excellent learning experience for me. Because of him, so much has blossomed out of it. He's my, I often call him my inspiration, my motivation, my create and my elevate. And um, <clears throat> I learned everything that I could so I could help him. I seen things that just didn't work in school. Said, oh, you know, this isn't working. How can we fix it? You get in. That's how you fix it. You could be a parent that complains, complains, and complains, and complains, and complains. Oh, man, we all know those ones. And I'm sorry, but complaining doesn't get us nowhere, everybody. It doesn't. Actions. Mm -hmm. Moving. Be the change. Teamwork. That's the best thing you could possibly do. Approach every situation, not as an enemy, but as a person that wants to work with the professionals. I'm the parent, right? I need to tell you what my kid needs. But you're the professional when it comes to learning. I didn't go to school for that. Oh, Lord knows I should not be a teacher. Let me tell you. <laughs> bien burra. <laughs> Academically, bien burra. No, um, but I got into parent school site council. I started volunteering a lot of time there and I got a lot of good support with the school because they said, okay, this person isn't one of those parents that want to make us look bad. She's not a parent that just wants to complain about how we do things because, Hey, they're doing the best that they can. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, especially with, you know, autism, you know, there's so many, you know, that's why they call it spectrum because there's so many different levels. It's so broad. It's not just one. It's not just autism. There's so much obsessive compulsive disorder, anxiety disorder. uh, What is it? Tourette's syndrome. There's so much that falls within the umbrella, within Mm -hmm. that umbrella. So it's not just one thing. And a lot of people always say, oh, autism, your kid doesn't look like they got autism. Damn right. He's a good looking kid and she's a good looking girl. (laughs) That's because genetics, baby. Están bien bonitos mis hijos. Um, But it doesn't have a face. Mm It's a behavioral disorder, behavior, yeah. you know, um, and that's a lot of things that we need to, to teach mm. when we're out there and we're speaking to families or we're doing moments like this. It's, it's, it's uh, getting out there and uh, creating awareness. You know, we're starting to hear more awareness about the word autism. You know, people hear autism, they think of the puzzle pieces. They're like, oh, okay, you know, it's kids that have special needs. But they don't quite understand it. Okay, let's get a little bit more into details about this. That's not too boring for you to understand. And it's about that. And now, like, I feel like I'm my movement is all acceptance. It's not so much awareness because, again, everybody knows that autism exists. You know, everybody is starting to know the numbers. One in 58, you know, are diagnosed with autism. This is 2016. 2016, one in 58, that means that everybody knows somebody living with autism. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's a lot. And we don't know why. They still don't know why. So much money getting poured and poured and poured into fi- research. Why, 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 why? Well, we know it's m- more than likely it's genetics, but it can't be just genetics. There's got to be a little bit more. Yeah. Oh, it's the vaccine. Oh, well, it's being debunked, guys, so it can't be that. There's yeah. something else. So... We're pouring all of this money into finding research of what it, what is causing it because I feel like it's it's kind of it's crazy how it's ballooning. Mm-hmm. It's ballooning. I remember growing up and we all knew there was that one kid in the class that was very different. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Right? Yeah. 
You know, like they were very different. And now that we're older and we're beginning to learn about this work, world called autism, a word, autism. Oh, what does that have? Well, they're very introverted, antisocial. They kind of stick to themselves. Sometimes they have these self-soothing behaviors where they hum to themselves. Maybe they snap. Maybe, you know, they're very obsessed with one thing and know everything expertise about whatever it is that they really love. Mm-hmm. Well, now we know what it is. It's called autism. It's nuts. The numbers are nuts. Mm-hmm. So... We now struggle with, okay, they're here. My kid's here. Now what? Mm-hmm. Now what? Isn't that funny how the the universe works, right? You know, my I, I become a mom. Once upon a time, I wasn't going to be a mom. <laughs> I was going to be a hardworking woman that just dedicated my life to saving lives. Ay, bien, mira. Bien, bien freaking lifesaver, like mm. yucky. No. <laughs> um, but I... You know, I got married. I got married, and and my husband then, now my ex-husband, um, he's eleven years older than me. Oh my goodness! Um, he really wanted a kid, and he's like, "We should have a kid." And we had Killian, and it was the best thing that's ever happened to me, becoming a parent. My divorce, my my partner or my ex-husband, and then I got into a relationship, and um, we had Zoe, and we had now then Penny. Penny, my youngest, Penelope, Penelope Gwen. Um, she's now five. No, six. I'm sorry. She just had a birthday. She's six. <laughs> I have a six-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a 12-year-old. Six and seven. That is just the craziest thing I could have ever done in my life was have back-to-back kids. Let me yeah. tell you, insanity. <laughs> yeah. um, with Penny, because I learned so much already at that point because of Killian, you know, I was so heavily evolved at that point into the, the special needs community already learning what's an IP, what's a 504, what is Imperial County Behavioral Health versus San Diego Regional Center. Like I already started, I already knew the differences. Um, and uh, I identified my daughter Penelope's autism when she was very, very little. I'm talking about infancy. Oh, wow. Well. That's how quick I identified my daughter's autism. 60% of the, there's a 60% chance of you having another child with autism. So if you have, got to talk about numbers, right? I'm big on numbers, guys. Numbers don't lie. Um, if you have one child that's born with autism, there's a 60% chance that you're going to have another child with autism. Okay. A lot of times it skips. When I say that, okay, yeah, my oldest has autism. My middle child, Zoe, does not have autism. And then there's Penny, boom, she has autism. That's very common when it comes to having children with autism, you know. And it's interesting because my son is from another Mm. dad and then my daughters are from another dad. So, I mean, hello, like, talk about juicy research right there. (laughs) I I got a hold of Sparks, you know, the Sparks, uh, it's a research thing that's ran by, what is it, UC, is it UC, uh, UCLA? No. It's insane. UCSD. I'm sorry. UCSD. Sparks. Um, yeah. And I got a hold of them. I'm all, you guys want to totally check my DNA. (laughs) 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 I know that's so weird, right? I was like, please check my DNA, take my swab, take my saliva, learn. I'm big on that. I'm big on researches. If, if I could help be an answer, count me in a hundred percent. So I was like, swab us. I haven't gotten any like kickbacks. It, it takes a very long time. It's been over a year, but I was curious. It's like, I have a son and a daughter, two different dads. Clearly, genetically, is it coming from me? What is the common denominator yeah. here? Um, 
so yeah, my daughter Penny, um, she is diagnosed at, uh, I started her early, super early, guys. And if you have a child that thinks you, that may be having some delays in their milestone, and that's the best way to, 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 to explain it, if at any given moment you don't think your kid's crawling, sitting up, um, even not having much facial expressions, because I'm telling you, I caught my Penny's autism super early. She must have been about six months old when I started saying something's up. She wasn't rolling when she should have rolled. She wasn't sitting up when she should have sat up. She was a very angry baby. Even when colics are past that. Because, you know, in the beginning, colics are always the cause of angry little babies. Mm-hmm. Right? And a lot of parents wanting to just give up on life. <laughs> but my baby was angry. She was a very unhappy baby. And at six months, I'm like, something's up. So when she was about a year and some change... I started her in this program that's pretty awesome that I highly encourage families to utilize. It is called the Early Start Program. It's Early Intervention, and it's ran through San Diego Regional Center. We do have an office here in Imperial County. If you call it, it's going to direct you to San Diego. They answer. They say, hey, what's going on? If you have a child under three years of age, Mm. okay, that is showing early signs of possible autism. You could get services. You go through these little tests. It's very, honestly, it's painless. It just takes a little time. And based off of some of the characteristics that your child's presenting, when they evaluate your child, say, you know what, let's go ahead and, 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 and plug you guys in with Early Start. Early Start is like, I like to call it a introduction to ABA service, or ABA services. ABA is Applied Behavioral Analysis, Okay. That's what a lot of our kids in the spectrum, they receive therapy services, they get ABA hours, and they teach kids daily living skills and how to work through some of their quirks, I like to say. Um, But early intervention is basically a little small intro to that. And two days a week, they come visit you at your home for an hour. I know that doesn't sound like much, but trust me. Those two hours a week make a world of a difference. Mm -hmm. And they start working on some of those behaviors with your kid. So by the time your child's old enough to test for the official diagnosis, they have to be two years, nine months to get officially tested to be for autism. Okay. If you're already in early start in like early start program, it's like an easy rollover. They, you already have a caseworker working your, your Mm -hmm. child's, um, you know, case and they'll remind you when it's coming up saying, Hey, you know, Jackie, Penny's coming up to her two-year, nine months. Let's get her plugged into her test. And they, they test your kid. And by two years, nine months, my Penelope, my baby, my youngest, she was diagnosed with autism as well. Um, it's interesting having kids in the spectrum, as in plural kids too, um, because they're so very different than one another. Oh, my goodness. Talk about so much different. Once you had a boy and you got a girl. Mm-hmm. Man, let me tell you, us girls. And I hope this doesn't give you any, like, fuel for, like, I knew it. Women are great at masking. Do you know what masking is? Like, we kind of put this good cover up, this good face. Uh-huh. Like, like it's almost like when your girl gets mad at you. Uh-huh. Right? And you're like, are you okay? She's like, I'm fine. (laughs) And those words, you're in trouble, man. You're in trouble. So naturally, we're good at at those, 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 yeah, we're good at that. While females, 
in the spectrum, they have a really good way of masking because the way they relate is they relate by saying, oh, I'm going to mimic how you do things and I'm going to perfect that. And they wear the best masks you can think of. They're great. They're great at it. So with Penny, a lot of her her behavior, she would mask. It's like, I just mimic what you're doing and this is how you deal with things. So it's really hard to read her sometimes until she finally goes kaboom and she goes kaboom. My son, he's more chill. Laid back, loving, quiet. He's sensory. He's sensory thinking where he loves. He loves feeling and touching kids in the spectrum. They either hate to be touched or they yeah. love to be touched. Yeah. It's like an extreme, one extreme to the other. And I say love to be touched. It's like, it's like you're like on ecstasy 24 <laughs> seven. It's like he always has to be touching my skin with his pata or something. And it's like, stop. But it's just, it's soothing. It's uh-huh. soothing. And then there's some kids where it's too much. It's painful. Um, my penny was, Killian was the one that loved to be touched. My penny was the one that, please don't touch me. You're, I don't want you to touch me. So it's two very different extremes. I was like, esa niña con su Latina rage is no joke. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, with Penny, I, I diagnosed her early. She was just under three and we rolled over to ABA services and it was super smooth. Super smooth transition. Didn't mean it didn't hurt when I heard it. Okay, because when you start early start, they say she is showing signs of. They cannot diagnose. Yeah. Okay. They could only speculate. We think she will possibly have it, but we can't say she does. So when she got diagnosed, it was like, oh my God, talk about like, just let's just reopen some old wounds. (laughs) (laughs) It was, wow, it was a blow. But I will say, because of the strength that I gained out of learning from Killian, that that blow did come like a ton of bricks. Um, but I was able to just kind of get out of that rut really fast. Whereas with Killian, it took a while. You know, I think with Penny, I had already come to terms with my future. Like, you know, I can't work anymore. Not, not the way I expected to. But with Penny, I already was ready. I was like, I know what you need, girl. Mm-hmm. I got your back. So it was easier because I already knew what I needed to do. Well, okay, she's got diagnosed. I need to get her set up with an IEP. We need to get speech services started. We need to start doing ABA as many hours as possible. Like, it's crazy. And so it's a difficult, it's, you're managing this humans. Like, you got to have a calendar for these children. Yeah. You, you do. And every single day, you got something going on. It's like your average child, your neuro, we call it a neurotypical person, right? And that's a person without limitations, a person with no diagnosis, right? Um, it, the typical life is you go to school and you come home, you do homework and you unwind. If you have sports, you have sports. No, that's not our life. That's not our life. You go to school, we come home, we do homework, we do ABA. We're lucky if our day is over by seven o'clock in the evening. So, th- Already there, you're seeing a lot of your kids' life taken away on just learning how to be accepted in your community. Mm, trying to catch up. That's kinda. what it comes down to, mm-hmm. is learning ways to live socially comfortable with your environment, right? Um, well, that's what you do. That's what you need to do, right? Well, my son was missing out on a lot because of ABA. I love sports. I'm a sports fan, except basketball. It's garbage. Ooh, really? I just lost a lot. I lost a lot of like, my friends right now, huh? By saying that. But what, why do you think that? <laughs> I don't like basketball. 
basketball. I just don't like it. You know, I love sports. I'm very active. I love baseball. Oh, baseball is life. I really? love playing I think softball. Baseball's kind of boring. No, you're crazy. Get out of town. Get out of here. I'm leaving. You're just standing no, there. But- no, you don't stand there, buddy. You cheer and you send them positive vibes. And you're like, Andales, he's a But playing it. Huh? When you play it. Just, oh, I love playing it. Oh, what are you talking about? If if you did not have fun playing, it's because they put you in a place where there's no action, homie. No, I, I never, Sorry. I never played, I never played baseball because I thought it was boring. No, so. it's so much fun. I played basketball and football. So. Oh, that's why you're offended, huh? No. I see basketball where we stand like here, my, buddy. My number one. Touche. <laughs> Touche. No, um... I love sports. I love baseball. I love soccer. I love being physically just active. And I so desperately always wanted to have a son so I could experience that crazy mom wear shirts, <laughs> scream out loud, cheer for your kid yeah. type of experience. And The mom I, band. Yeah. I mean, you need a mom yeah. band. Yeah. So I, I've put Killian in sports. I always have, but he always had a really rough time in it. He was not part of the A team. He was not. He was benched a lot. He was, and he hated it. He was discouraged, but I always kept him in there because I'm like, no, son, you're gonna, you're gonna eventually like it. Um, and that's actually what like ABA is about. They teach you routine, structure, don't give up, just stick to it. You know, get, you know, get those that backbone, don't give up. Um, actually, everybody needs to use ABA in their home, not just children with behavioral, but just people in general. Like, it's just kind of like a great way to manage your life. I'm not kidding. So it's a good thing to have. Anywho, um, around eight, nine years old, and that's when my son started phasing out um, because that's when it started getting very competitive. You know, you, yeah. got, you got T-ball, all beginner, these beginner level status of play. Um, it, it's it's le- learning the fundamentals of the sport, mm-hmm. right? Um, well, no, when he started getting to that age, that's when it started getting super competitive. And these kids are getting strong. They're hitting line drives. They're leaving them in the dust when it comes to soccer. Like, he's just like, I don't want to do this. Like, I feel like, I'm like, I don't like it, mom. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, you're going to like it. <laughs> I mean, huh, you will like it. <laughs> no, I was like, no, you're going to like it, son. And I actually, um, s- soccer season at the time, Calipatra Powell was, uh, resurrected from, the death <laughs> it was dead yeah it was stagnant it was stagnant for about four years they just kind of let it go in calipat a lot it's a lot like a lot of our towns here in imperial county um they're not really ran by parks and recreations from your city so there's no actual paid staff it's all volunteer Volunteering. it's all volunteer and in in calipat we don't have a parks and recreations department but there is nonprofits that exist and in these nonprofits, if people are, you know, the community is willing to man them, it's there. Mm-hmm. So Calipatrapel has been in existence since 90, 1999. Once upon a time, it was ran by the actual police department. And since then, it just like, they just kind of handed it over to the community. And they're like, oh, you guys got it. Mm-hmm. And then parents started like, oh, we'll try it. And then they realized, oh, this is a lot of work. You're trying to manage kids, work, life, all of the above. And it's just you don't get a solid team that will stick around and and see it, you know, really blossom into something amazing for the community. Although I completely put my hands down to everybody that does that work because it's not easy. Um, It's never given 110%. Mm -hmm. It's not. 
it's not a priority. Yeah, and I think that, um, you know, you mentioned that it takes time. You know, you have lives. So, like, when you expect um, the police department to run, and especially here in Calexico, they have a police department that's understaffed. Yep. I mean, you can't expect. No, you can't. You can't. Um, you know, these some of these bigger towns, like, you know, for a while, they're Brawley, El Centro. They've had, like, an actual officer actually get paid for their time to find grants and to run these programs and make sure that they keep, you know, these at-risk youth busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're seeing less and less of that. Yeah. Less of that is funding going into allowing that or um, just understaffed period Mm -hmm. so that's calipat i mean calipat we have one cop you know on shift (laughs) you know it's it's what it is you know um so uh in 2018 no 20 yeah 2018 um after four years of Calipatripal, kind of just nothing happening with it. You know, the city allows us space. They give us a building and it's just sitting there decaying, you know, and nobody was doing with it. A good team of people at the time took the, the lead to like resurrect it. Arturo Aguayo, he was the president at the time and he got his people to come in and, and they, they rebirthed it. Um, and they started soccer. And that's when I approached them. I said, Hey, um, can I have a team, a special needs team? And he said, absolutely. Like, he didn't even hesitate. You got it, Jackie. I said, don't stress anything. I'll take care of my own registration. I'll find my own sponsorships. I'll find my own team. And so I I found all the parents in Calipat that are willing, because one of the biggest things is a parent um, getting comfortable with the idea of living a very much normal life Mm -hmm. because we cocoon our kids like we're very guilty of doing it Mm -hmm. you know our kids get diagnosed and we just don't want our kids to get taunted or messed with or bullied or be the laughing stock Mm -hmm. so we overly like just cocoon them and we're like nope we don't want to say so a lot of parents weren't really open to the idea here in imperial county the only thing you really have is the special olympics they do what swim and they do bowling and then the Challengers Division of Baseball Play that was ran in Imperial um, by uh, the Ivy Challengers League. Those were the only three things that existed. Soccer didn't exist for special needs. Mm-hmm. Um, one day I was doing ABA uh, therapy with uh, my son. And um, my my BT, we call them our BTs, our behavioral therapists. They, they become family. Yeah. You're a therapist that come to your home five days a week <laughs> and they spend three, four hour days with you, they become family. Mm-hmm. They basically are young people that become parents before they were even parents because they're learning how to work with children like ours, which at times are not very easy to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, so they become young parents and they become battered and bruised just like us and they live it with us and they, they live the heartaches and the and they celebrate the milestones that yeah. we reach together. Mm-hmm. So they become family. Um, she was sitting there, her name, she's an amazing girl, Arlette. She's like, you know what, Jackie? I, uh, I, I seen a flyer floating around for a team in Calexico that special needs. I'm gonna shut up. Really? She's like, yeah. So she found it, she sent it to me, and that's when I called the number. And that's when I first met Paulette. In 2018, I called up, and she probably was like, gonna like pass. <laughs> The, the phone call because it's a 609 number. She's like, oh, scam alert. No, <laughs> she's like, no, I don't want to renew my auto insurance. <laughs> uh, but she answered, and I'll never forget the tone of her voice was like, so like, hello? Like, huh? <laughs> and I'm like, hey, all peppy and annoying, I bet. All amped, oh, 100 miles an hour, like I just drank like, like two monsters, two monsters <laughs> right? Chased it with the Red Bull and God knows what else. I was like, oh. I was like, hey, what do you want to play? Like a little kid. I did. I felt like a kid. 
felt like a kid. That feeling when you go to uh, your friend, you knock on your friend's door. Oh, we don't do that anymore, right? We text now. Yeah. But back in our day, buddy, because we old, uh, you knock on your your homie's house. Right, and you're like, hey, can he come out and play? Can she come out and play? And the last of VCs, you know, to go be this madrosos. Yeah. Um, I called her and I said, hey, um, my name is, and I've got a team of seven kids, and I'm wondering if you guys want to play with us. And at that time, I've, I, her voice was very reluctant, like kind of like what's going on. And she's like, you know what? Let me talk to my parents because we have some kids that are pretty severe. Mm. And I said, well, look, the expectations are just let's have fun. Run around and let's have a good time. Let's teach the kids how to kick the ball, what the goal is, the fundamentals, mm -hmm. and just have a good time. Let's see where it goes. She called me back a week later and said, we're down. And I said, all right, let's have a game. So we had the very first game. You see, I have these very sweet, like, <laughs> I, I rally she's moments. Uh, <laughs> the first day in history of Imperial <laughs> County. And, um, the first soccer game in Calipat, in a little dirt lot on the east side of Calipat. Um, we had our first game there. And it was a very moving and emotional day. Because not just me, but these 13 other parents that once upon a time they didn't think there was other kids that wanted to play with theirs. It happened there in Calipat. Yeah. And Calipat's a very supportive community. Yeah, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Calipat's a really supportive community. It really is. Um, you don't need to know anybody to just spread that love, that positivity when it comes to Calipat. We support. That's mm -hmm. what we do. And that moment when we hit the whistle and the kids just all the dirt lifted up it looked like straight out of like a cartoon with, with the all peanuts. the dirt yeah it did <laughs> everywhere just dust everywhere and you hear all these families just cheering and having a good time and just it was such a beautiful moment and very moving and that was history so between my seven and her seven the following year uh I stole her. <laughs> and I'm like, let's get together. Let's create a huge league. Let's see what happens. Um, we went from those 7 and 7, 14 to 32 in 2019. Wow. And we played at Ricochet. The Ricochet people were amazing hosting us. And they wouldn't charge us. In, but we took yeah. care of them. We became staff. We'd laugh every time we'd go to a game. I'm like, punching in for my seven-hour shift, guys. <laughs> Because we would. We would spend a full day there, like, cleaning. Because we'd clean up after ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's the least we could do. Yeah. Um, it was a heartache seeing Ricochet close down. Yeah. Uh, our community lost something very... We needed it. Yeah. And what do our kids do in the summer now? It's so hot. COVID sucks. And it took away a lot from us. Yeah. You know, a year and a half of our lives. But most importantly, some of these, these, these programs, these businesses that we so desperately needed... Um, for, you know, just our mental wellness. Because mm -hmm. there's something very fun about going to Ricochet and jumping around or watching your kids jump back like animals, Edda, yeah. thinking they're all uh, acrobats. You're like, Man, I'm going to sleep tonight. Yeah, these right? Kids you're are... like, oh, and you're drinking your cheddar. Yeah. You're like, have fun, kids. Yeah, See you job. in an hour. Yeah. Hey, the first one that cries, party's over, yeah. homie. <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, from 7 to 32 and during COVID, and, you know, we yeah. had that little break where they allowed us to do what they called conditioning. That's what the state calls it. So we're not allowed to play, but we're allowed to condition. So during conditioning, we had 51 kids. Wow. Um, and this this year, we had 49. 
and we were actually to play able to play um so it's crazy if you think about the timeline 2018 to now now serving that many but what we started seeing in our kids weren't just kids playing you know which is every child deserves that there is no reason why a child should not have their uh, at nor a very normal childhood we saw our kids progress at a level that we can't even understand and explain mm. i'm not a professional i'm just a parent yeah. a parent that wanted more for their kid and that more wasn't much more it was just i just want my kid to play mm-hmm. that's all i want i don't want anything other than that and let me tell you it hasn't been easy it's never easy you got to find funds you got to find collaborators partners space space is the biggest thing yeah especially here where it's yeah. like you can't really be else. let me yeah. tell you about here let me tell you i'm not everything everybody needs to work their way in there is no such thing and this is one of the things that i stress to a lot of our families it's like you can't just walk in and say i have a child with special needs and i deserve everything mm-hmm. that's not how it works you still have to earn your way. You know, there's still a way things work. There's still people that were in line before you, mm-hmm. you know, so you have to be patient. You have to be respectful and you can't undermine. That's the biggest mistake. Undermining people that you want to work with. That is the silliest thing you could possibly do. Just shoot your own foot. Why don't you? <laughs> right. Um, getting space, going to neighbors. You go as a Calipat entity at the time, Calipat Um, you go in and they're like, hey, I'm from Calipat. Can I borrow like your fields? And they're like, what the heck are you doing here, Calipat? Don't you have like cows to shepherd? <laughs> oh, you know, they're like, well, you know, we already have this league and this league that it's like, look, where's not a lot of us. We just need a little bit of space. Opening the doors to like all of Imperial County was the smartest thing we could have done because it did allow more kids to come in and enjoy themselves. Right. Um, but it also opened up the, like a new door for me where I'm like, Jackie, you got to coordinate like no other, like now, because I wanted to make it accessible to all our families because I'm not going to lie to you when I do what I do, I do 110% with pure compassion and love for the kids that are involved and their families, the parents. And once you see that happiness that comes out of a child that hits their first goal, or a parent cheering their child's first goal. It is like a drug. Let me tell you, like, I need more of this. I want to be more involved in this. I want to bring this to the families. So you have to, like, how do you become more accessible? You get in. Let's sit down. Let's have a meeting. Hey, I'm Jackie. What's up? Get to know me. Yeah, I'm a little weird looking. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a little, because uh, as you can see, I'm a little colorful. I, I am not exactly your typical, you know, what would be like, what, once upon a time I tried to be a politician and it didn't work. Womp, womp, womp. But it's okay. <laughs> All right. I, I'm not exactly the splitting image, uh, spitting image of what a person that does this stuff looks like. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm not. It's okay. I'm okay with that, guys. (laughs) But um, building and establishing those new relationships and um, really networking, right? And it took a while. Like, can I get space? Like, no. We had a lot of shut doors. 
you know, if you're not competitive, if you're not bringing trophies in, then really, what do you want? Yeah. Right? It's changing that mindset. We're so far behind the games when it comes to everything. Imperial County is so far behind on everything. It's not just the special needs community. It's just an underserved community in general. Mm -hmm. We have no money. We have no, we have very little resources. We're already in a tough spot. And then you add the special needs community. Think about how much less we have. Mm -hmm. So much less. So you establish those relationships and you start teaching them. Use it as a, a learning opportunity, a tool a teaching opportunity to to get to know these people that run the big show. I'm just a little person, a little fish in mm -hmm. the pond. But let me teach you what I can teach. This crazy let this crazy lady teach you a little <laughs> bit about something. And you do. You reach out and it's like, hey, you know, I'm a parent. You know, I'm not just an organizer, but mm -hmm. I'm a parent. I'm also a coach. Guess what? Like, I don't just come here and ask for space, but I'm actually, I, I coach in Calipat, Nyland, Westmoreland, Bombay, and Imperial. Ask me if I have enough minutes of the day to go to the gym now, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you don't. But it's okay. It's not a sacrifice when yeah. you're having a good time because mm -hmm. my kids are out there and they're having fun and they're having friends and it's a good time. So... It's been a tough, a tough journey, but it's been very rewarding. And now we have an absolutely amazing soccer league. Let me tell you, in 2019, we uh, got invited to do this, uh, uh, what is it called? A parade of champions. Okay. So we went to San Diego because we do outings now. We support each other's families and we're like, hey, vamos, we're going to go to the Vagos. Yeah. We're going to go. We're going to San Diego. We're going to Costa Mesa. We're, we go everywhere. We're, we ain't scared. So. Yeah, I have a question. Uh, one yeah. of the places you went, but. Yeah. Okay. We'll get to that right yeah, now. Yeah. So we got invited to do um, the Parade of Champions for a semi soccer league um, in San Diego called the, the Teams, the Soccers. S-O-C-K-E-R, suckers, not soccer, S-O-C-C-E-R, uh -huh. like, like calcetines. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got invited and we went. And we had a big group of us, we went and the kids wore their jerseys and it was so fun going to a semi-pro soccer game. And, you know, you have your college, you know, fanatics that go and they go cheer on their team and they come full colors and they have their drums and they're chanting all their chants. And there's our chamacos, sin vergüenza, in the crowd, beating the drums. By the end of the game, they knew all the chants. And oh, these wow. college students were having a blast with the kids. Wow. They were partying hard with the kids. And all I could see is the future. I'm like, I am on the future. Is look, mis niños van a estar bien borrachos, freaking in the stands, freaking partying hard como estos niños aquí. I was like, you couldn't help but to see your future that laid ahead. But it didn't make me angry. I was just kind of like, I hope so. Yeah. I so desperately want my kid to have that life, you know. But they called us up to do this parade of champion and what it gives you an opportunity to walk the actual field, the playing field. Oh, okay. And we line up and this is San Diego, okay? We line up and we are the only special needs soccer team there. Oh. How? How? How is it in such a huge county? Imperial County came forward with an inclusive soccer league. How? Mm -hmm. We got a lot of work ahead of us, Jose. A lot. 
Because here we are as parents making that change, being the difference, bringing in acceptance, bringing in awareness, bringing in that positive influence, that change, that motivation, that inspiration, right? How is it that it's Imperial County that's here representing a humongous community numbers, right? We like numbers. Talk about numbers. Mm. 37% of the United States is considered disabled. 37%. One in four adults with autism have a full-time job. If one in 58 are diagnosed, think about the number of people living with these diagnoses as adults, right? Not being able to live an as much normal life as possible. Mm-hmm. And here in Imperial County, we're creating these these positive changes that could eventually lead to a more productive adult. Mm-hmm. It's Imperial County making them change, taking the lead. That's amazing. That's yeah. something to be proud of. Yeah. I, I, I stood at that moment of realization with Paulette. Me and Paulette, we were, we were over there and we're like, this is crazy. This is crazy. Just withholding, just thinking about how is it that us two moms, at one moment in our crazy life, <laughs> we found each other, and we're here in San Diego representing a special, the special needs community, mm-hmm. saying, hey, we exist and we want to play. What's up? It was awesome. We stole the show. And let me tell you, everywhere we go, we steal the show. And we can't help it. And we're just, we're not just good looking, guys. We're entertaining. <laughs> no. um, but it, yeah, but it was, it's, it was an amazing moment where it's like you really realize, like, you know what? There's a lack of sports and recreations for our community. Mm-hmm. No, it lit a fire. I'm very passionate about um, doing what's right. I'm very passionate about being the voice. The one thing I've learned about working with our kids is that um, when our kids are are born with differences and limitations and they're out there doing things that we can't even do because we're so we're so shy about it, you know, and insecure. Like, ahí están bailando, ahí están singing. They're doing these things that uh, you can't catch me doing because like, oh my God, I've learned so much from them. You know what? We need to. We need to push it. We need to push this acceptance because you know what? You guys deserve it. And you know what I'm seeing? I'm seeing some amazing brains, some talent, some gifts, and that's the whole mission. Mm. All right, let's. let's, We did soccer. Okay, let's do soccer. Let's see. You know, let's do dance, guys. I don't know how to dance. Oh, what was the model? We'll learn. (laughs) You know, and we did. We hired somebody to choreograph songs for us, and we learned them, and we taught them for the kids. Forty-five kids. Can you believe that? Mm. Our first performance was at the Cattle Call Mini Rodeo in 2019 in front of a lot of their peers. That event brings in over a thousand people. A thousand people mm-hmm. at an arena. And our kids danced in front of everybody, prideful, joyful. And there was not a single person that was not smiling or in tears watching them perform. The confidence. My goodness. Mm. And some of that talent, I didn't know my son could dance until <laughs> we started dance. I was like, wow, kid, you can dance. He can dance. He's really good at it. Oh, well, what else? Let's, let's do, let's do, let's do different events. Let's do a Halloween event. Let's do an Easter event. And now it's like a all year round, nonstop so when, doing something. When, when does, um, best of forward or how, or come or into play? When, yeah, like. Okay. So 2018 soccer was at the end of the year. Right. So 2019, um, 
we that's when we hit it hard like we're like doing all sorts of stuff we did dance we were doing soccer and i'm like you know what we need to i don't like being called um special needs programs Mm -hmm. i don't it's going to take a long time to kind of change a lot of these verbiage it's not offensive it's just like let's just not identify as our 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 differences Mm -hmm. right let's not identify as a label i mean there's major league baseball there's you know soccer professional soccer there's all of these there's what's basketball called (laughs) just kidding you know what i mean but point being is there there's these divisions of play that identify what category you 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 play in right and so i'm like you know what we started making little changes here and there and we're not especially soccer we're the goleros baseball is challengers division of play you know our dance kids it's activate dance mode and it's all catered for um an inclusive environment for the kids um so in early 2019, I'm talking early, like this was actually towards the end of the base soccer season. Um, one of our soccer games, we had to cancel it because it was raining. Mm. And so we met at Denny's and we finished three bottles of champagne and mimosas. <laughs> and let me tell you, some of my best ideas is under the influence <laughs> of alcohol. Yes, I'm a mommy that drinks. That's how I survive, folks. Um we came up with our name and it was best step forward steps stands for sports theater expression and perseverance we felt that it was fitting as you can see i like art i'm a big i'm huge on the tattoo you know industry um artwork uh any uh, positive way to express yourself mm-hmm. because that's what it started kind of unraveling it started unraveling like well what can my child do for a living I know that has been one of my number one concerns since my children were diagnosed, right? Um, what can my child be good at? Let's find it. I love music. I love anything that allows a person to not just think directly, well, you know, here in Imperial County, what do you got? You could be a CEO. You could work for ID. You could work for these corporate chain, you know, stores. There's not very many options. Yeah. But there's theater there's art there's so much more out there music there's talent we have talent here in imperial county Mm -hmm. huge talent a good friend of mine who plays in a band here and i'm not gonna say it say it i'm not gonna say it because i just found out yesterday and i'm not gonna be a rata (laughs) i'm not i'm not one of them but he just found out that he's gonna open up for trap in hollywood oh isn't that awesome say the name nope all right. I'll ask you. After I don't the, kiss well, and tell, buddy. I'll ask you later. I've got manners. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. I can't say yet. Okay. But isn't that amazing? Yeah. There's talent here. Yeah. There is. There's talent here, and I see it in our kids. Um, some of our most brilliant minds are people that have autism. Some of the most innovative creators. Hell, look at freaking Tesla. What's his name? Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. He's got Asperger's. Oh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Amazing minds, actors, comedians, you name it, autism. Mm-hmm. If they're not, it's not a disability that means it's they're not capable. Absolutely not. And they just do things a little bit different, and we just need to work with them. Mm-hmm. So that was that's what kind of like lit that fire. Um, in twenty nineteen, we started seeing the committee kind of just dwindling away from Calipat Pal. 
They were kind of becoming more absent, not really coming around. I was holding it up big time for the entire organization because I don't just do special needs. Like, again, you're talking to a person that loves sports. I'm competitive. So I was doing Calipatra Little League as well, competitively. Not just T-ball, but I'm helping out with every kid possible. You, Dude, you go to Calipat, and I go into the schools. You got a bunch of kids. Coach Jackie, Coach Jackie, Coach Jackie. And they go nuts. And they're just, I'm not even their coach, but they call me Coach Jackie. But I love the kids. And if I could help the kids out, I will do that. If I need to keep the kids busy, I will keep them busy. So in my life, my day-to-day, you're going to catch me working one hour with the special needs kids and then one hour with the competitive league. And these are teams that my kids aren't even playing with. Like this soccer season, I ha- I coached myself 49 kids. Wow. That is a mix of my special needs kids and then my competitive league. There's just a lack of mentors. Mm. And I can't just leave my kids behind. They're all my bonus babies. I love them so much. I really do. I can't, I can't not, not help them. So I started seeing, you know, less activity coming from the committee. They were getting busy. I understood that completely, but it was also holding us back. And what we were bringing, we said, we're best set forward. We're going to be the division that caters specifically for the special needs community. Um, and then you guys have what you have. Well, nothing was happening on that end. And I'm like, I see that our kids are missing out on opportunities. Mm-hmm. Like, why not? And then um, 2020, we said, all right, guys, it's time. At this point, we had developed such a strong team with Best at Forward. Oh, my gosh. My team, hands down, is the best mm-hmm. team on the universe. And I mean that with all of my heart. I adore them our organization would not be what it is if it wasn't for their strong support because I'm the crazy lady with all the ideas. I will admit that. And, and they, they tell me, me vas a matar, Jackie. I comment down. I constantly have ideas constantly. Um, but they execute. So, I mean, I'm there getting dirty, but if I'm coaching 49 kids, that means things over here at the admin level of it needs to get picked up. Mm. So that's where the rest of my committee comes in. Don't worry, Jack, I got you. And if in return, they're like, hey, Jackie, I, want, I will do whatever you want because that's the least I could do for you. Yeah. That support. I got the best committee on the planet and we're scattered. And you got Bao here in Calexico. I have a committee in El Centro, Imperial, Raleigh, Calipat. We're everywhere. And that's what I think that's creating such an awesome organization is because we bring in that input from each city and not just each city each school district oh my god we're a nightmare (laughs) and i mean that in the most positive way so when families are brand new to this world like me when i was once upon a time a baby in 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 this journey Mm -hmm. and i was alone and i didn't know what to do and i didn't know where to go i was alone trying to figure it out i won't let somebody go through that i can't that would be a disservice that would be uh cruel Mm-hmm. cruel and unusual punishment because let me tell you it's rough so we guide families hey you're diagnosed or you think you might have something hit me up I'm reachable text me call me email me I'll help you get through it oh you know what you don't understand your IEP let me help you through it I could help you with that well you know what you don't think that your IEP fits your kid alright let's get a team of people let's sit down and talk about it and we get our team to come in Woo! 
when our team sits down, <laughs> our mama IEP team, let me tell you, there's advocates that get paid to represent. You know what an advocate is? I'm an advocate. She's an advocate. We're advocates. Mm-hmm. There's really no paper that really justifies your your criteria of being an advocate. You just have to have a voice and opinions and 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 a doer and a mover. And you could be an advocate. Mm-hmm. There's advocates out there. I mean, of course, it's nice to have that paper, right? Paper doesn't make money all the time, right? And I, I'm proof of that. Yeah. I've in just this past year alone less than a year we've already brought in a hundred and about forty thousand dollars to our programs wow. explain that to me yeah. what were we once upon a time before we became best step forward committee members they would call us what stay at homes oh well, <laughs> these stay at homes make money we do the passion the mission the ambition is bring it in and it's all for the kids i don't get paid for what i do but let me tell you our programs get paid for it and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I'll be like, oh, Jackie, you know, uh, how much money are you going to try to find? Oh, I need to find $100,000 in freaking six months. You're insane. It could, we could do it. Trust me. We could do it. I believe that we can do it. Mm-hmm. I know we can do it. And that's what it takes, that positive mental attitude, as I always say. <laughs> positive mental attitude as I'm rocking on my little panda in loca. <laughs> um, but yeah, advocates will charge up to $5,000 to retain. $7,000 at times to retain. They're not attorneys. Attorneys is more, but uh, you know, I've, I've got to say, I found some awesome attorneys that do it on the house for families that qualify. But what about these families that don't know these attorneys that exist? Mm-hmm. And they're being misguided. Misguided by resources, mind you, in our community. Yeah. Resources in our community that says, you have a problem with your child's IEP and you don't understand what's going on and you feel like your child is being, you know, uh, their rights are being violated. I got a person for you. It's going to cost you $6,000, $7,000, huh? Holy hell, you're talking about families that are one-income homes, if lucky. Mm-hmm. We know families that are alone alone tragically alone with their special needs kids seven thousand dollars doesn't come around for them it doesn't happen and that's that is your recommendation as a resource we trust you no i'm on a mission to get rid of that nonsense i will come and i will support you and i will sit and i will read your child's ip and i'm not the smartest freaking person on the planet or the brightest crayon in the coloring box (laughs) I will That's admit. the first time I heard that. <laughs> really? Yeah. I heard the sharpest on the shed before. Yeah, but not the, the brightest crayon in the crayon box. <laughs> no. I'm going to tell you where I learned that from, and I'm going to say right here. <laughs> Eddie Baxter. Eddie Baxter. Right now, if my homies are listening, they're like, oh, Eddie Baxter. Eddie Baxter is a paramedic here in Gold Cross for, oh, my God, a millennium. He was viejito when I was in, and I'm sure he's like, yes, the... One foot in the grave. Sorry, Eddie. Um, no, but I, you know what? I'm not sorry. I take that back because he's the one that taught me that word because he would call us that. He's like, you're not the brightest crayon in the crayon box. I'm like, oh, that hurt. <laughs> but that's where I learned it from. here to here. I give credit where the credit is due. <laughs> um, but that's where I heard it. No, I, I'm, we're on a mission to, I feel like that is such a misguidance and, and such a ugly thing for, resources to do is is misguide families vulnerable families 
And it's like, why would you do that? Like, that is so ugly. There is attorneys out there that do it for free. CRLA, it's California Rural Legal Assistance. They they do free representation for your families if there's their violations or their rights are being violated in, in the schools in general. Free attorneys. Mm-hmm. And they're awesome. I got to know them. And they're great. Good people. They really love what they do and they really want to make a difference. In fact, one of the ladies that worked for CRLA, works for CRLA, I, I, I saw her and I was like, there's something very empowering about her presence. You, you vibe? Do you vibe? Yeah. I vibe. Uh-huh. I totally vibe. And I vibed. I saw her. I'm like, there's something very powerful about her presence. A tiny little thing. Older woman. She's probably like in her early 50s. Um, maybe five foot one at best. Maybe weighs 90 pounds, wet, you know, but there was something very empowering about her when I met her and she was a very sweet woman. She came to me. She's like, you know, I like you. You're not afraid to to speak up even when it's a district, you know, superintendent, you know, because when they came to visit and we're like, what are you doing here? It wasn't one of mine in Calipat. My Calipat school district peeps are, they're rock, they're rock solid. Um, then I was like, what's this guy doing here? You don't belong here. This is our safe place. <laughs> You're in our safe place. Kick rocks. No. <laughs> um, but I, I spoke up and she came up to me. She's like, I like you. She's like, you got, you got fire in you. And we need more of that. And I, I was like, I'm like, you got, there's something about this little tiny human's presence that I'm just like, oh, you, I want to know about you. Let's talk. I got pulled aside. They're like, she used to be a part of um, the team that would like smuggle around Cesar Chavez back in the days when he used to have hits on him. They were trying to kill him. And I'm like, I knew she had something bien chingona about her. Oh, what? I just knew it. You just knew it. You felt it. You feel that well, empowerment. You, you, you kind of give that vibe too. I give that vibe to me, and yeah, like I, when I first saw you when you were running, I was like, you know, you give me that uh, kind of like Gwen Stefani kind of vibe, like <laughs> my my hollow back girl. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, like, and now like hearing you talk, like, because I mean, I, I I saw that um, kind of like debate you guys had with um, meet the candidates. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like uh, you know, I kind of felt like you were somebody that spoke their mind and uh, wasn't afraid to you know say what they what they felt and, and especially when i because i kind of knew that you were a firefighter and mm-hmm. the paramedic you know and yeah like it's it's um rare to see like a female in, in that environment in, yeah. in that area in so, industry so like yeah like i kind of like knew that you weren't mm-hmm. somebody that you know take people's crap you know <laughs> So, yeah, like, I mean, it's funny that you got that buy from her because I kind of, you know. Oh, well, thank you. That's actually a pretty darn cool compliment, right? No, yeah, I I do not accept no's. Um, I think that the, the, the success with Best at Ford since we took over, because in 2020, as I was mentioning before, I always circle off and then I round right back around to the question that was asked. Um, we came forward and we said, look, I got an amazing team that supports and they really want good things to happen. Let's let's make this grow. As long as we keep it as Calipatra Pal, which isn't even supported by our, our local police department, we should change it. It should be best at forward and we should just make it an inclusive program. 
where we offer division of play for not just special needs, but for, you know, competitive. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, let's break some of these stigmas, these, la- these labels, these names, these, these roles, these, all of this. Let's just break all of that. I'm like, so if let's change it or, or we're out. And Arturo Aguayo, the president at the time, again, very supportive of everything that I'd done. He, he said, Jackie, you know what? You've been holding it down this whole time. Take it. It's yours. So we officially took over the entire organization and we cashed in our first giant grant of $55,000 the second I got everything signed over to me. And it's been crazy because it's all self-learned, self-taught. Grant writing, Mm. I was self-taught. Learning about IRS and submitting all of those big boy talks, paperwork and legal stuff. Because you it's are a, a non nonprofit. We are an official 501c, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually are changing the name, keeping the same entity number. Um, we're just changing the name because I feel like, like I expressed to the city of Calipatra, because Calipatra gives us that space that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they were not happy at first about it. They're like, but why? And it's like, because it's not just Calipat making ha- happen. It's all of Imperial County. Yeah. Like uh, all of my people... Paulette, I mean, she accidentally drove to Calipat today thinking this podcast was over there instead of in her hood. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. But my point is, those are sacrifices that my committee make. They make the distance Mm -hmm. to create so much for the community. It's only fitting to give it a name that represents all of us. And we're all putting our best step forward. Mm -hmm. We are. We're putting in 110%. Everything we do is full-hearted and and with puro labor, mira, we do it all. Mm -hmm. The beginning of January, when COVID started kind of going a little backwards, he said, you know what? We got to stay positive. COVID's not forever. We need to get ready for when doors open, for us to have a very accepting and inviting place for our families. So we took on the challenge of um, flipping our space that was given to us. Um, by the city of Calipatria. And this is no knockdown in the city of Calipatria. They are kind enough to give us a space. They pay for the electricity, garbage, water, sewer. We, oh, no, I pay for the water. I'm a liar. I pay for the water. Um, but they give us a space and they support us as much as they can. Again, it's Calipat. We don't mm. have a lot of money. Yeah. We don't. Mm. But they give us a space as long as we're willing to man it and we're willing to provide programs for the community in Calipat and Island Bombay. That's what matters. I'm like, all right. So I said, you know what? We got a little bit of money. We got that grant. Let's do it. And our team was ready. They said, let's do it. What, if you've seen some of the pictures on my Instagram, (laughs) I'll plug that one in right there. Um, If you see some of the pictures on our Instagram, it doesn't give it justice. Yeah. And you know what? I kind of wanted to go, because I know you guys, is that garden that you guys? I did a community garden there. And, and yeah, it, there's a couple of things that I've seen that I'm yeah. like, you know, I kind of want to. And it's my pride and joy. The community garden, the space itself is my pride and joy because we were get the, the, the conditions that that building was in was very not, it wasn't pretty. Mm-hmm. It was, there was a crack from one end to the other on the floor. Okay. Mm-hmm. From one end to the other, the gra- the dirt. Glass filled. Don't worry, girl. <laughs> Don't apologize. You're good. You're good. <laughs> um, riddled with glass, debris, bad. Mm-hmm. Dirt, bad. We rolled in with tractors. We leveled it out. We gutted it. We installed wow. a sprinkler system. We learned how to build drip strip systems. We put in sod. 
we painted the entire mural with our good our friend Emily Dalton from Special Needs Resource Foundation of San Diego, a wicked awesome friend that has been a blessing among blessings among blessings. She's so talented. She is an artist, and she's like, let's wrap it. I'm like, let's wrap it. And I'm like, let's do it. And she came down for two days, and she stenciled it. And we painted it all with teenagers that are having difficult time with COVID. We invited them in, and we painted it all together, and we turned it into what you see now. The garden was an awesome project that was supported by the UC Cooperative Extension Imperial County folks, CalFresh Healthy Living. Christopher Wong. Wong. And and, uh, UC Farm Smart, Stacey Amparno, all of them. They're all fantastic. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Tavares, Rigo, all those people. They were super supportive because we started growing at home during the pandemic. We were doing virtual meets. So during the pandemic, we didn't stop. We stopped the in-person stuff. Obviously, we had no choice. But one of the things that scared me the most about the pandemic is the mental wellness of our kids. Yeah the mental wellness of our parents. I'm mm. like, we got to do something. So that's when we introduced music virtually. We did uh, Musica con Ritmo. So we got uh, Nike from um, LA and he does virtual, he would do virtual meets with us and he'd teach the kids how to play with claves and bongos. And then we do uh, trivia. So we still do trivia. Uh, trivia nights makes me super excited because we were able to hire somebody for that. And the, she herself, Nicole Proback, she's from San Diego. She is somebody living with cerebral palsy um, and her own limitations as well. But she's an adult and she puts together these trivia nights for mm-hmm. us and we meet virtually and we do that. So we've been doing that. We did social stories. Um, we did parent support meet all virtually. So we started growing virtually as well. Um, and we'd drop off these little ready packets that were put together by Stacy and her team from UC Farm Smart and we'd grow together and we'd meet once a month and say, Hey, I'm messing up. Oh, I'm not messing up. So we did our practice run during the, the pandemic. Yeah. And we had some success. We're like, Oh, we were growing this, this and that within season. So once we got our space in January, I said, All right, let's go big. I got connected with um, Paul and them, and they're like, "I we don't normally support nonprofits. We just do more like schools. schools yeah. So this is going to be tricky. So, you know, I met with them virtually, and I did my best, you know, hey, guys, <laughs> I'm in business. <laughs> <laughs> And they loved it. They, they're like, we love the energy. We think that you guys are going to do. And they supported it. And they started us off with our first four boxes. And our, they began the drip system. They brought in some transplants. And they're like my, my know-it-all. Like, without them, I'd be a lost little lamb. So we put in all the work. We built the beds. We filled the dirt in. We had the kids transplant. We laid out every brick. When I say we, it's the parents, it's the grandparents, and it's the kids in our program. That's the beauty of what we do. It unites generations of our loved ones Mm. together, and we're bonding. Mm. I think that's something that we've been losing to technology. Yeah. I think everybody could agree to that, right? Yeah, for sure. We're losing that with technology. And and so when they're with us, all of these people are with us, you don't see them grabbing their tablets, grabbing their phones. Uh. They want to get dirty. Kids that have like fear of bugs like OCD and a new level of fear because our kids are new level of like extreme with anxiety getting past a lot of their anxieties and their stressors and their the things that kind of like make things difficult for them to be outside mm-hmm. getting past all that kids lifting up bricks and they're like I'm so strong that's Andre <laughs> I'm so strong and just putting out every brick and they wouldn't stop non-stop going 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 so that entire garden the painted mural the money poured into it, that is all community love. 
and you feel it. Remember vibes? Yeah. I cannot lie to you. The second you walk into those doors and you see that garden, you see that space, you feel the immense amount of love that is poured into the space. Mm -hmm. And it was all created by the community, not the city. Yeah, not, the county. not people that get paid for what they do. Yeah. It was parents. Yeah. Parents and their kids and their grandparents all getting together, creating this beautiful, inclusive space. And man, it is so fun there. Mm -hmm. We're able to work while the kids are on the swings. They're crazy. They're like helicoptering <laughs> on the swings, like little loquitos. It doesn't stop it. But you know what? It's like... I, my son, you know, he has gross mortar delays and like I see his strength building while he's on the swing because he likes to swing around in like a helicopter. And my daughter Penny, she is flying on that thing like on the swings and then the Lego walls. We got a lot of really creative builders, a lot of creative builders. And um, they'll be building things on the Lego walls, you know, and they just love it there. Yeah. And it's a mix. It's a mix of kids in the spectrum. It's a mix of neurotypical kids. And one of the biggest things that I'm proud of is that some of our committee members, they don't have kids with diagnosis, but they're around our kids. So just the other day, one of my committee members said, hey, you know, my son came home and mentioned that one of the teachers, you know, was getting Killian kind of like a hard time about his humming. Killian hums to self-soothe. That's mm -hmm. like his thing. When he has high anxiety, he hums. Mm -hmm. Which is something that the teachers, it's going to take time to get used to. You know, it's still early in the school year. So I'm not upset about it. But what made me happy was that her son identified. Mm -hmm. Her son said, you know, doesn't the teacher know that Killian can't control that? Mm -hmm. When? When? A 12-year-old child recognized something yeah. and advocated mm -hmm. for my son. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Crazy. That's what it's creating. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's what we're creating. I think it's, it's amazing. rad. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. it's and now, you know, because, you know, we're not tired. We said, hey, let's take on a second space. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we're like, ah, no it's okay. I'm just going to probably die after we finish this project, but uh, it's okay. No, we, we, we realized that once we opened the location, um, the demand to visit the center was big. A lot of the difficulties are, one, we still do not have paid staff. So it's not like I could pay somebody to man the office for us while we're parenting. Yeah. I mean, I still parent, guys. Like, I coach, but I still am a parent. I have three little kids, 12, 7, and 6. You know, and they have ABA, and they have their lives, their sports, and they have their this, and they got their this, just like everybody else. Yeah. So it's hard because we don't have paid staff yet that can man the office. So it all comes down to free time. And when there is free time, it's like, Everybody wants to come and we're like, oh my God, we can't have everybody here because COVID sucks still, guys. And we're trying our very best to said, you know what? A lot of our families are saying, Jackie, I can't get to Calipat. It's too far. Me, I'm used to driving everywhere. It's Calipat life, right? You drive. Um, but a lot of families aren't accustomed to that. And I respect that. Mm -hmm. So we said, you know what? We got an opportunity. Um, Joey Imperial, he owns the football league in, in El Centro, a, a nonprofit. He said, hey, I'm, I have my space here that I own, do you want to take up the, set, the the other half, the bigger half? And we sat down and it was one of the most difficult decisions to make because, again, 
We're a grassroots nonprofit organization run 110% by volunteer parents, making mm-hmm. the difference, making the change, creating and elevating, inspiring and motivating. We're just parents, you know? And we're like, well, do we exclude or do we include? Exclusion is not, it doesn't exist in my life. <laughs> No's don't exist in my life. I'm really, dude, you tell me no, I'm going to show you yes 510 times fold. <laughs> Trust me. Oh, trust me. Everybody knows it now. They're like, you tell her no, you're going to regret it. And I'm a silent, I work silently. <laughs> I do. I like, to, it's like a game of chess. I work silently. I'm like, just, oh, no, okay, silent. High five. Thank you for your time. I'll be coming back and taking all your money. <laughs> but no, I, that's, I get driven. It's like, no, okay, I'm going to show you yes. Yeah. And I'm going to show you yes because what I'm asking for isn't, out of the box thinking it's nothing new it's nothing different it's just people's god-given right Mm -hmm. right to have an inclusive environment for them space sports fun let's have a good time everybody else has it (laughs) and silly people paying a lot of money to dance and do gymnastics and all of these things, like, a cost an arm and a leg. And it's like, why is it so expensive? I don't get it. Yeah. Well, we'll figure it out. We always do. Even if it means we got to find a little bit of extra money here and there and everywhere, we're going to keep it affordable for our families. Mm-hmm. You know what? If you can't afford it, no kid is excluded. There's no such thing. You always have space with us. Yeah. You always have a spot with us. We always figure it out. It means, I mean, does it mean somebody's going to have to put in work? Absolutely. That's probably going to be me and my team. Mm-hmm. But we're willing to do that if it means bringing in more kids to experience what we're experiencing and families to experience what we're experiencing. The feeling of having a tribe finally. There's a tribe. We're a tribe. (laughs) We're a chingon tribe, guys. (laughs) Speaking of fun, um, I saw you guys went to go watch the Aquabats. Oh, my goodness. Yes, we did. I was like, the Aquabats, it's like a, what is it, like late 90s, 2000 band? A cult punk band, ska band, right? Ska band, yeah. Yeah, ska band. I was like. Because I remember the last time I saw the Aquabats, uh, when my son was, uh, yeah, like a baby, he used to watch, I think they did a collab with Yo Gabba Gabba, yes. I think. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, the Aquabats, like, what the heck? Like, they're still, like, around and, like, and. Yes, they are around. And, and I think it's a good idea to, attra- you know, work with shows like Yo Gabba Gabba because, mm-hmm. you know, you're attracting the young yeah. audience. And it's still very unreal to me um, how it all went down. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. I used to stalk the heck out of, like, Ricky. <laughs> yep. I used to stalk the heck out of him. I've always been a really big fan of uh, the Aquabats, like, over 15 years, I'd say. Um, and then my kid was born. And then Yoga Bagaba existed. And, you know, there's, there's like the, the MC Bat Commander is one of the co-creators of Yoga oh. Bagaba. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, Yo Gabba Gabba happened. So my son and then my daughters grew up with Yo Gabba Gabba. I love that show. That's yes, so I do fun. too. Talk about a, a non-lame way to enjoy kids shows, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I don't think a lot of people quite understand that. Mm. Um, they don't, they see past it. It's like, no, it's, it's inspired by music. Mm. It's a show, kids show that's inspired by music and good music. Mm. It's got, it's got good sound. Yeah. Um, so I loved it because I love music. Uh, life, life, music is life. That's mm. what I like to say. So um, I had already known them, and then the Aquabats Super Show happened, 
Um, that was their spin-off superhero show that they did. And it's really silly and fun for the kids. And my kids loved it. They loved the show. And it's actually a really good show. It's funny. Um, the acting is quite goofy. Um, but that's what gets the kids drawn in. So, um, I've taken my son, I had already taken my son to see the Aquabats. When he turned 10, I took him to the uh, House of Blues in San Diego to watch them, and they were a lot of fun. They do all these crazy, like, crowd surfing with the kids on pizza and all this crazy Mm -hmm. stuff. And we had a blast. And, you know, that was a big eye-opener for me because my son is in the spectrum. Loud noises sometimes makes it difficult for kids. But my my kid powered out through some of his his, uh, differences, and we had a blast. It was a great day. And I was like, you know, we need to take more kids to do stuff like this. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no reason why we shouldn't have a life. Yes, our kids have our differences, but we should have a life. Mm -hmm. And people, if they want to look and they want to stare and they want to assume that we don't discipline our kids, well, they could assume all they want. Or they could ask or they could offer help. Mm -hmm. That's a big one, right? Not enough people do that, sadly. They rather pass judgment than to offer. You know what? Um, That's something I learned with my nephews was Mm -hmm. for a long time, you know, I was kind of those people that judge. Now I kind of... I, I don't ask per mm-hmm. se, but I'll mm-hmm. like kind of like try to interact yeah. and, and see their reaction. And you can't like once you interact with the ki- with the kids in the yeah. spectrum, you kind of know. You um, don't understand it until you live it. Yeah. And it, whether it's relatable through family or your own your own story. Point being, it, you, it really is an eye opening um, experience mm-hmm. where you're like, wow, you know, I've really lived in a in a bit of a make believe world <laughs> mm-hmm. to think that you know things are picture perfect, rainbows and unicorns. It's mm-hmm. not. It's very different. Um, but yeah, um, it was good to see my son being able to acclimate to something that I love. I love music, mm-hmm. and I I I know my son's gonna be my concert buddy. Mm-hmm. I love going to live shows. That's like, uh, mm-hmm. I love it. I think we're gonna go to a live show on the thirtieth, huh, pal? <laughs> fingers crossed anyway so during the pandemic um the aquabats they posted and ricky they posted that they're offering guitar lessons and they're offering drumming lessons and so i said you know what one of our biggest things is if you don't ask it's always a no i can't stress that enough mm-hmm. people that are starting their own nonprofit organizations yeah. or starting their own mission statements whatever the case may be it's always a no unless you ask yeah, yeah i so think just it's for, for anything like- yeah in general just ask mm-hmm. you know and uh, so I, I reached out, I emailed, I said, Hey, you know, I have a group of kids, um, that are, you know, special needs and we're wondering if you'd be willing to, you guys would be willing to do group drumming lessons. Um, expectations are more of a social interactive time and maybe teaching like intro to drumming. And about a week and a half later goes by, I got the response and it was a, a yes. And he wants to do it for free. Oh, wow. And I was like, you got to be freaking kidding wow. me. And I was just to the moon. And um, at that point, like I had been following Ricky for a minute and I probably put a lot of heart emojis on his face a few times. <laughs> and I was like, uh, at that moment, I was like, ee. Easy. What if he identifies this weirdo with the weirdo that always sent hearts? <laughs> cast, I'm like, oh, embarrassing. It's like I kind of have identifiable marks. <laughs> but um, what's it called? Uh, we had our very first virtual meet in December with about uh, 12 kids. And it was a very sweet, emotional moment for us. He was very emotional and moved by it. Um, and he's been working with us ever wow, since. so crazy. So he meets us bi-weekly, wow. virtually. And from then, like, I actually started doing one-on-one drumming lessons for my son. 
because my son stims. Stimming is what kids do when they're overly excited about things, whether it's good or bad. Um, kids in the spectrum, they'll like either wave their hands like this, yeah. or they'll snap. They'll snap, or they'll shake their feet a lot, or they'll like look at things and they'll like teeter totter with things like this, like mm-hmm. obsessively. That's stimming. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, well, maybe we should try that because I noticed my kid has the ability to use all his extremities really well. Um, so we started doing one on one, and I actually see something out of my son, and he's taking on drumming now. So I'm wow. pretty stoked. But we decided when they announced they were going to have their first uh, concert since the pandemic on August 14th, I said, we should go. And they're like, I'm down. So we bought tickets and all of the drumming kids, we all loaded up and we went and we partied so hard. Let me tell you, the kids had a blast and it was a beautiful moment to see our kids in that environment. Like they're rocket, they're like, oh yeah, they made signs, they were holding up their signs, they had such a good time and it felt so good to say, like this is a piece of my world that I love. Again, yeah. I love music, I love live concerts. You, it's just a whole different level of just like, oh my gosh. And... um at the end of the show, we um, went down there, and this crazy lady pal was holding up signs. She's like, hey, we want to see Ricky. And um, he came out, and he met the kids. We met Crash, and they all took pictures, and it was a beautiful experience to give. The, we did that for the kids. I still yeah. don't. I still don't understand how it happened, but it happened. Yeah. You know, and it all happened because we just asked, and it happened. And it was just yeah. a beautiful experience. And, yeah, we still work with Ricky. Yeah, it's crazy because, like I said, you know, I listened to the Aquabats growing yeah. up. And then when my son started watching Yo Gabba Gabba, I was like, and then I saw, I was like, man, that's amazing. Yeah, man. he's become one of the usuals in our programs now. Oh, I mean, virtually, crazy. but it's it's still a trip. Like I said, for me, it's still very unreal Yeah, that it's like Ricky's our homie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but the kids, yeah, the kids love him. He's so good with the kids interactive. He makes them laugh. Um, he teaches them, he makes them sweat. It's so funny. He'll give them exercises that were like, my arms are like spaghetti noodles. And it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. But we do questions, Q&A, and we have a good time. They love it. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things that we've done so far with the with our programs. Still yeah. unreal, but fun. Yeah. Well, um, we're at over an hour and a half. <laughs> Um, and, and, and to, to be honest, um, you know, I, I've been sorry. looking at no, no, no. To be honest, like I've been looking at the time, and I was like, man, it's it's gone like flying. But you know, you have some amazing stories. <laughs> you made it so easy for me because I only like said yes, uh huh, or like. In other words, you, you talk too much, Jackie. No, no, no. Like, to me, it's like. <laughs> yeah, to me, like that's that's what I love when I have people that yeah. you know. I had questions that you basically answered. Uh, my biggest question was the Aquabad question um, that I kind of mm, wanted to Maybe know. someday you could join us on drumming and you could say hi to Ricky. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I would That'll love, be fun. I, have no, you, I have no problem making that happen. That'll be fun. He's super cool. My husband was more excited than me to Yeah, yeah. And uh, they're like, what? The Aquabad's Ricky? No, no, yeah. It's been very fun. Um, and that's what I'm going to continue to push. Mm these experiences that we thought couldn't happen make it happen that's that's what we're trying to do Mm -hmm. and we're bringing in some cool fun things to imperial county we really are and even if it means us having to drive the distance to introduce them to a new level of 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 awesomeness 
we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. We really are. We're going to make it happen. And I so, think we invite everybody to yeah, come so, by. Uh, Step Forward is for anybody. It's uh, inclusive. Yes. So Best Step Forward is inclusive for any family that wants to utilize what we offer. Um, somebody recently had asked me, well, why don't you market that it's for everyone? I'm like, I'm sorry, offended. When I say inclusive, that means everyone. Mm-hmm. All walks of life. It doesn't mean you have to be special needs. It means every person that wants to enjoy what we're doing, you're welcome to enjoy it with us. You want to know what the biggest difficulty is for families? Is walking through those doors feeling that they're going to be categorized as special needs. Mm-hmm. If that's what you're worried about, then maybe you don't belong with us. It's okay. Yeah. We're okay with that. Yeah. We're still going to have a good time. But I'm telling you, the people that don't walk through those doors, they're the ones missing out because we know how to have a good time. Mm-hmm. And we love the kids. And they, just the other day, one of my kids moved out of, rightly moved. He moved. He moved out of state and in their new location, that they live in, they pass by this park and it's a huge park um, with a bunch of soccer fields. And he said, he's a he's a boy with very little words. Very little words. And he's like, mommy, Coach Jackie needs to come see the soccer field. And I'm like, oh my heart. I'm like, oh no. I'm like, I'm gonna have to go visit you guys now. Let me go freaking some tamales and burritos so I can go visit you guys. Porque estoy pobre. <laughs> No, but those moments is, you know, you're impacting a child's life and all we're doing is having a good time with a lot of hugs. We're vaccinated guys. (laughs) So we could give hugs, but, um, yeah, everybody, everybody's welcome to, to participate in what we do. We have a really good time. We do. Um, of course we, we see more of our participants that are in the spectrum or have disabilities. We have families that have down syndrome, ADD, ADHD, um, different diagnosis really that, Sometimes kids that just have anxiety or have experienced traumatic events in their life, mm-hmm. um, they come through our doors because sometimes they just need that extra encouragement, that extra support. Um, just being told, like, a lot of times you go into a competitive level of anything, and if you're not exactly up to speed to them, you're not exactly accepted yeah. or invited. So it's like, come try it with us. And it doesn't matter if you dance with two feet. We're still dancing. Mm-hmm. That's what matters. Yeah. Enjoy the vibes. Enjoy the music. Enjoy the environment. Enjoy the families. Enjoy the tribe. We created it. You're in it. Let's go. Yeah. Let's make it happen. So, yeah, we invite everybody. Heck, you're going to come over, too. You're going to party with us. Watch. <laughs> for sure. For sure. I'll bring my nephews. Um, um, any closing thoughts? Any closing thoughts? Let me think. Um, if you are a parent with a child showing any types of differences one don't be afraid two get answers and three you're not alone mm. yeah. there's many of us living it we're here um, I welcome anybody to reach out we got amazing parents that would love to hear your story and would love to share our story it's just a matter of making that phone call that text that email And also, if anybody is out there that wants to create these types of programs in their community, I highly encourage it. It, The need of it is huge. 
And I'm only one person. And my team, yes, we got a big team, but it's a lot of work. Mm. We always accept volunteers. But if you want to be the person that, that makes it happen in your community, make it happen. I'm nothing special. I'm just a person like everybody else. Mm. Make it happen. I think you have a lot of more energy than you think norm- so? normal people. Uh, <laughs> That's no. what I feel. No, I don't. You know what you say? You and a lot of people, and I just lay there in bed at night eating my food i probably shouldn't be eating cheetos <laughs> all eating it's like i don't have a lot of energy it's like one in the morning no <laughs> so that's a trick you need to eat cheetos at late at night so. it's so bad you should not eat you don't eat cheetos people it's bad ulcers ulcers <laughs> yeah for sure well jackie thank you for driving down here to calexico um i kind of wanted to go up up there and, and, and see your place but hopefully i'll get the chance you will um and um yeah thank you guys for for listening and sharing your story and you know you not only your story but the story of uh, best of forward you know it's really really amazing um and um hopefully you don't run for city council again because you're doing an amazing job with, with this <laughs> hopefully project I don't run again i yeah. really don't think i want to to be honest with you i think that my calling is the kids. Yeah, I don't think um, politics is no. where you want to be. I'm not. Where we I, I don't be. like to follow that fine formal line. Yeah. 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 The madness is good the way I do it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, thank you once again. I, I really, really appreciate it. No, thank you. It. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys for listening um, or watching. Um, if you guys didn't catch last night's game between Hovell and Calexico, it was amazing. It was a one point uh, at the end. I'm gonna say I'm not gonna spoil it, so you can go watch it at VSN. Um, and yeah, thank you guys again. Thank you guys here, at Calexico Brewing Company. I'm gonna have another beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, stay safe and peace. <laughs> <laughs>